Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. We spend that time together every evening, you know, from the moment we start cooking till we finish the meal. We're, we're sitting right next to one another, and I don't think a lot of people get to do that these days, you know, or take the time to. I'm Delia Cologne, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and Southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. Today, we continue our Couples in the Kitchen series with the duo who inspired it. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. This month, it's a Bryce Fest on the Zest. (laughs) Thanks to my colleague Lisa Peaks for pointing out that rhyme. Now, here's what we're talking about. Last week, as part of our Couples in the Kitchen series, we introduced you to food photographer and podcaster Melissa Santel and her partner, Chef Bryce Bonsack, of Roca Italian Restaurant in Tampa. And today, we're heading to St. Petersburg to meet the couple who inspired this series, one of whom also happens to be named, you guessed it, Bryce. So, by day, Bryce Hudson is an artist, and his husband, Ryan Amon, is a real estate agent. But at dinner time, the pair turn into gourmet chefs, spending hours cooking together and posting the mouth-watering photos on social media. Seeing the elaborate dinners they make night after night got me wondering about the role food plays in all sorts of couple relationships, hence this Couples in the Kitchen series. I sat down with Bryce and Ryan in the dining room of their century-old St. Petersburg home. In our conversation, the guys share why cooking elaborate meals is one of their favorite ways to spend time together. What year was your house built? We're sitting in your beautiful dining room. 1913. 13! Yes, it's one of the oldest, well-preserved houses in St. Petersburg. Oh my gosh. Okay, how did the two of you meet? Oh. That's uh, I stopped too. Long story. <laughs> give me the give me the Cliff's Notes version of how you met. Is uh, he used to work in a restaurant downtown on Beach Drive, and I saw him once when I was out to dinner with uh, people from back home who were visiting, and I kept going back and back to Cassis over and over and over and over again, and then one day uh, saw him on a Facebook post of a friend sitting at a poolside. And I was like, that's the guy I've been looking for for six months. And we found out that we had common friends and- Lots of friends in common. Yeah, so they introduced us and hit it off. Been together for eight and a half years, never never stopped. Wow. First date. (laughs) So were you looking for him in a romantic way or just Uh seemed like an interesting guy? When you, yeah, when I see what I like, I kind of go for it and just get hunting. You had to shoot your shot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you were kind of going back and forth from up north to Snow mm-hmm. Island. You know, we had a lot of mutual friends that kept telling me, like, you meet Bryce, you meet this Bryce guy. And then we finally crossed paths and, you know, never looked back. Oh, I love that. Okay, so are you 
dating, married, shacking up, and getting <laughs> <laughs> We're married. We're married. We married a couple of years ago during COVID, and uh, some people don't even know it, and most people know, but we didn't announce it. We just kind of did it in our backyard uh, with a couple of people. We were those people who were really scared of COVID, and so we just wanted to tie the knot, but not make a big deal of it, not risk ourselves and not put other people at risk and that sort of thing. And someday we'll, we will have like a thing. So we just didn't really advertise. A thing. I feel like you have a thing every night. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> In terms of the food and how, how fabulous everything is. Do you remember the first meal you had together? I made a big pho, let the broth cook for hours and hours and hours and then threw in all of my vegetables and carved meats and everything and made pho for the for, yeah, for our first dinner. That's an investment. Yeah, he was trying to impress me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were you were seriously invested. You both are such big foodies and I want people to know what we're dealing with here. So I'm gonna give a quick little backstory. So Bryce, as you mentioned, you're amazingly talented contemporary artist and I had interviewed you for your art. And then we kept in touch via Facebook we are both a part of a Facebook group called Foodies Home Creations, which I believe is the brainchild of uh, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown, yes. who are behind St. Pete Foodies. Is that correct? Correct. So I'm just like a fly on the wall in that group. I don't. Nobody wants to see the cheese quesadilla I made for dinner last night. But your meals are so over the top. And I actually I took the liberty of printing out a few of your posts. Well, I'll, I'll read it for you. Homemade empanadas for the first time. A mostly Ryan creation. Trust me, my work was just as hard cleaning as he went along. Made the dough, filling, and made three different dipping sauces. My favorite was the avocado crema. Great experiment. Okay, next one. Homemade pasta with homemade butternut squash and carrot soup with blistered cherry tomatoes and walnuts. Tasted like fall in a bowl. I had never cooked mustard greens before because they just tasted so peppery and bitter. So we did our research and cooked in water and rice vinegar, then drained and sauteed pancetta and added the greens. They were awesome and spicy, served with beef tenderloin steaks and truffle couscous. I mean, they're so, they're so good. We could have a podcast where I just read these. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick one more. It's so hard to choose. Giant scallops with a grapefruit Sauvignon Blanc reduction atop couscous, bacon, salad, and veggies. It was savory, sweet, and a bit bitter, and somehow it all worked. So <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. Oh my goodness. Why do you want to make us all feel terrible? <laughs> but more importantly, how did you come, the two of you, to create these amazing meals, weeknight meals? Whose idea was this? It kind of was, okay, well, it evolved. When Ryan and I were first together, he worked a job where we never quite knew when he would be home, but it would be sometime after the evening show. And so I would do typically something Asian of some persuasion, Indian. Lots of curries. Um, lots of curries. And I could hold that for a time, but when I wanted to do something special, like a nice steak, I couldn't hold that. So I started looking into sous vide where I could just hold it in a hot water bath. And then when I, he gave me the word that he was on his way home, could reverse sear it and dinner would be ready when he got home. So then the whole idea of cooking just became like 
our time that we spend together in the evening and we both cook. I mean, sometimes one does a little more than the other, but it's typically there's a sous chef. It, it's there's like a line. It's yeah. like complimentary cooking, I guess. Yeah. 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 And then we both have our strengths. Mm-hmm. What are your strengths? Let's talk about that because who decides what you're making that night and who's going to do what job? It's always like an episode of job because we're like, okay, well, I've got these two grapefruit. Like, what are we going to do with them? Because neither one of us just wants to sit down and eat a whole grapefruit. So it's like, well, let's make a sauce. You know, how can we make sauce? How can we thicken it? What can we add to it so it's not so bitter? And we kind of just like work throughout the entire day. And we're like, okay, well, we have a ton of green beans. Here, this, we have a little bit of this. We're about to run out of X, Y, or Z. And it just kind of, there's never really a, a plan. And every night we just kind of start from the morning. And then if one of us thinks of something and let's say I'm out, he'll tell me to run, you know, to the farmer's market or to, you know, ex- wherever. And just kind of like, we just kind of make it happen every night. And, you know, people are always like, is there a recipe, you know? And I'm like, I'm sorry, there's not. And I don't want to sound, you know, uppity you know, or something like i'm just trying to be a snob and not give you my recipe like there is literally no recipe constantly uh, winging it constantly <laughs> winging it <laughs> so what did you each grow up eating and were you always cooking for yourselves my mom did all the cooking growing uh but i went to college a little early for my age and i really missed cooking because I would still like to help my mom cook. But really, once I got out of college and moved to Louisville, that's when the cooking really became a passion for me. And and so I was always in the relationship, whomever I was in a relationship with, I was always like the one that did all the cooking. And I was fine with it. I loved it because it's just another path of being creative. Just like our every night dinner <laughs> that we have no idea what it's going to turn out. Like, it's just another way of creating something out of all these elements and like, boom. Wow. And then Ryan, what about you? I grew up eating a lot of meat and potatoes because that's the Iowa diet. <laughs> so I've kind of evolved into our grill master because I, you know, I've always slapped, you know, some meat on the grill and for most of my life. So whenever we need something grilled, Bryce is more of like the in-pan sauce maker, great with curries, getting a little more creative on that side. And I will, I have no problem just throwing the whole meal on the grill, everything from the meat to the veggies to whatever. Um, And I don't touch the grill. He doesn't touch it. Don't touch the grill. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And then we have to talk about the garden. Because that's a whole other beast. Whose idea was Bryce that? wanted it, and he's the gardener. I can't take credit for what comes out of there. He does all the caretaking. I'm the handy one, so I'll build the gardens, and then he can maintain them and grow whatever he wants. What's growing in the garden, Bryce? Pretty much everything from the brassica family, which are big leafy grains, so broccoli. In cauliflower and cabbage, roughly cauliflower, cabbage, mustard greens, Brussels sprouts, collard greens, collard greens, 
and about 15 different types of tomatoes. Ridiculous. And a bunch of different kinds of peppers and radish, onion, radish, onions, uh, eggplant, peas, snow peas. Pretty much everything you see in the <laughs> grocery aisle it's a, in the produce department. Right. <laughs> That is wild. So what do you think cooking together and eating together and gardening together has to do with relationships? Do you see any lessons there? What do you think, babe? I, I mean, I would say it's just, it's our quality time together. We both kind of have stressful days most of the time. And it's kind of our you know, time to decompress, catch up with one another. You know, you touch one another as you're moving around the kitchen, you know, almost like an intricate dance and we enjoy it. And it's a creative process for us, you know, with Bryce being an artist, he's got a very creative brain. And so I would just say, you know, it suits us well. Mm-hmm. And then we sit down and we spend that time together every evening, you know, from the moment we start cooking till we finish the meal, we're, we're sitting right next to one another. And I don't think a lot of people get to do that these days, you know, or take the time to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we'll just eat right here at the table. Like you're sitting next to the chair, I'll sit there. Yeah, we'll sit at this we'll big, sit table. big table. <laughs> just the two of us. Sometimes it'll be funny. <laughs> we'll sit way over there and I'll sit way over here and we'll slide the salt yeah. down the table. We'll go through a whole bottle of wine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was that. Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. Is it always just the two of you? On a typical week night, yes, but our one of our biggest passions is cooking for other people. We love cooking for other people. And we have people who like request that we, we cook for them for their birthdays and things like that. And yeah, it's just a way to say we love you. Uh, welcome to our, our world is by cooking for people. Aw, what's the most elaborate? I mean, the ones I read sound pretty insane but what's like the most elaborate meal you can recall cooking together i would think that meal here where we had 14 people oh yeah so we had a lot of people who can't digest flour or can't have pork i have in the past couple of years become intolerant to onions and garlic and anything from the allian family so i can't eat onions and garlic I know. Believe, can't. Where do you get the flavor? <laughs> By being creative and asking around, I found a special spice. It's a ground root called asafoetida or hing. It's the most used spice in Indian cooking. And once cooked, it has the same aroma as cooked garlic. Once it's heated up in like a fat, it kind of resembles garlic or onion. So we'll kind of start with that because, I mean... 
most dishes, traditionally, you're going to start with, you know, throwing onion and garlic in the pan. So that's our substitute for that is the aspetita. And then we'll use like celery for like the crunch of an onion if it's a texture thing. Yeah, the texture. Uh, so what did you serve at this 14 person? Yes. So we, it was also buco. So oh, yeah. huge shanks of meat, but with the bone in it. And so we had like four different crock pots going with things that people could and couldn't eat. And then it was about four courses. And I think the only one that someone brought was the salad course because we were just too busy with huge shanks of meat going for eight hours a day. And I think the second course was giant scallops served in some sort of sauce. And then the main course was lentils as a side with these beef shanks. And we had two vegetarians. So I made a doll, which is, you know, lentils with uh, different kinds of vegetables. So, and then dessert. And so it was just, it was over the top craziness. And then there was no reason whatsoever to have this. We just wanted to get all of our friends and I think it was after COVID was kind of becoming less of a worry and everybody was vaccinated and we could finally get back together. Uh, So we brought in, you know, our closest, you know, 14 or 15 to all see each other. Yeah. You know, face to face. So because we kind of shut down during COVID. We didn't let people in the house except for maybe one or two, or I think we had a bubble of five people. And that's really difficult for anybody to only be able to see five people ever. And so we really started cooking. That was just like a good, happy thing to do every afternoon, evening was to cook with each other. And so now we'd love having people over because it's safer times now. So what advice do you have for us mere mortals who are just trying to get dinner on the table? And I will tell you, you two actually inspired this Couples in the Kitchen series because I was seeing your meals and I'm like, oh, and and Bryce made this and then Ryan made the ravioli from scratch. And this is so amazing. But for those of us who aren't quite on your level, what advice do you have for couples who want to cook more together? The planning process, I think, is even like that's even part of because it's two people trying to figure out what do we want to do and kind of figuring out each other's strengths and weaknesses. And if one is a little more creative and the other one is really good at the grill. I would add to that deciding how much time you'd like to dedicate to that would be one of the first steps to like, how much time do you want to take doing that in in your evening? Like typically we're in the kitchen for two hours most nights, but we are late eaters. You know, we'll sometimes not sit down to dinner until nine o'clock at night, but that's our evening together. That's how we're spending our time together. You know, it's not um, going out, you know, going out or sitting in front of the TV. Like that's our time together in the kitchen. So, If you only have an hour, you know, find some simpler recipes. You could throw in the Google box, you know, recipe, easy recipes made within an hour and you'll be able to pull up plenty of stuff. But we're generally two, two and a half hours in the kitchen and that's, you know, another 45 minutes to sit down and eat it. But that's, that's our evening, you know, and then we go to watch a show and go to bed. So I love that because it's your built in time. You're going to eat dinner anyway. So why not make it a 
date night. Exactly. Do yeah. you do you ever go out for date night? And where do you go? We <laughs> we very seldom. But when we do, because I've built up this insensitivity to onions, garlics, leeks, that whole family of plants, it's almost impossible for me to go out to eat. So when we do, Ryan wants anything with onions, garlics, and leeks. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, is I'm a cheap date because we cook so well at home every night. Typically, if we go out somewhere, I'm ordering a burger and fries. Mm-hmm. You know, because if we do order one of the you know nicer dishes, we're you know, we sit there and we're like, God, we could have made this better. Yeah, <laughs> or we have made this better. So, and then, you know, it's not cheap to go out to eat anymore. So if you're spending $50 on a plate that you're just disappointed with and that you could make, you know, five times better in your own kitchen. Typically, if we're going out to eat, it's we have somebody in town that's visiting and we're taking them out and about in town. Or we have a craving for something that we love. But I would say... If we even go out to eat once a month, that's, you know. Do you ever have any cooking disasters? And then what do you do? Do you just eat cereal that night? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, yes, we do have kitchen disasters, especially since we rarely use a recipe. But we don't have, like, burnt this kind of kitchen disasters. We have, oops, I added way too much salt. Salt <laughs> or red Super, we have all these chilies as our friends when they travel, they bring us spices from all over the world. And so like sometimes we'll just add too much spice and it is nearly inedible, but we'll still eat it. (laughs) But the salt has been an accident. And then typically, like if it's an Asian dish, we'll just cook up another batch of rice or something and kind of mix it in there just to get it right because we put so much time and effort into that dish that it's just like, well, we have to eat something. We don't even have milk in the house. <laughs> I don't either. Baking, you know, so we always fix it. Somehow we fix it. A little bit of sugar can go a long way when you have too much spice. A little brown sugar can add, you know, some, or some miso paste can add some umami when you've made it too starchy or something like that. So we always somehow fix it. But yes, there have definitely been You always fix it. So does any of that translate into the rest of your relationship? And I love the fact that you're doing it together. So I'm the cook in my house. And if something doesn't turn out, I feel responsible to the other members of my house. But the fact that you made it together means like we're in this together. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, I think it does translate into our relationship because we're very, we're not confrontational. Neither of us are confrontational people. We don't like fighting. We don't like yelling and screaming. So we always, we have to work it out because we're going to sleep next to each other tonight. And I'm not going to be mad at you. I don't want you to be mad at me. And if I am mad at you, here's why. And you're going to listen to it. We're going to have to work on it sort of thing. We're both that way. We hate confrontation. So we are a work it out kind of couple, which, you know, I mean, eight and a half years being our age, you know, a lot of our, Friends our age are bouncing from boyfriend to girlfriend to girlfriend, from boyfriend to boyfriend or whatever. And we're just like a ship that's just sailing on the rocky seas, but just staying upright. So, yeah, I think well, that's I, I would say you're a little bit more of like the worry bug and high, high strung one if something goes wrong. It's a lot of me going, it's okay, it's okay, everything will be fine. You know? That's true. What's for dinner tonight? 
we've got company coming in, family, really excited. And so instead of being, and we have a nine-year-old. So tonight I wanted to cook something that could be universal. We have a nine-year-old coming in. Right. We I don't was, have oh, yes, have like, so, We yeah. only have three children. Yes, <laughs> we only have three children. Sorry, sorry. So I didn't want to make something ultra fancy, even though he's used to, because his mom is a trained uh, Korean cook. So he is used to eating varied uh, meals, but we're just going to do mashed potatoes from scratch. I got heavy whipping cream. So we're going to do mashed potatoes and sausages. Kind of bangers and mash situation. Yeah. yeah. With some greenery. So probably green beans and tomatoes. So just keep it nice and simple palate because we don't quite know what everybody wants to eat. But I, I know that this will be universal. And it's chilly right now. So comfort food. Yeah, we've been doing lots of comfy, warm meals lately. Mm, I love that. Okay. Last question. If you could have dinner with another couple, you've had dinner with lots of other couples, I know, but if you could have dinner with another couple, real or fictitious, dead or alive, who would you pick? You've got this beautiful dining room table here with lots of art around. You've got like a liquor collection. And and who are we inviting over? You don't have to pick the same couple, but who would you want to have over? Michelle and Barack. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I was Michelle and Barack, hands down. Hands down. We would have a lot of fun. Yeah, and I've met him a couple of times. So, yeah, he's an awesome guy. And I, she, I just, I think the world of her, she's so smart, so articulated, so human. They're both just so very human for the catapult rise that they have seen and the success they've seen, like they're just so down to earth and human that they would, I would love to cook them dinner. What would you make? Oh, I would first try to see kind of what they like, but I think it would be something simple. The last time it was at a dinner, it was in Louisville, Kentucky that I met him. They just served, and I thought it was kind of racist. They served fried chicken and Oh, no. And, and, and this was when he was a senator about to be nominated. And I was just like, why are we eating fried chicken mashed potatoes and succotash? For dessert, watermelon? <laughs> I know, right? And, and I was like, what is happening? And then come to find out, like, it was one of his favorite meals. And the chefs at in the Louisville at the hotel that we were in, they... They knew that, and so it was like a ten thousand a plate fundraiser and <laughs> the ten thousand dollar fried chicken. I fried chicken and sausages. Yeah. So I think yeah, I would I would try to figure out like what or no. I'm, I'm sure that that has changed now that he's had you know White House chefs you know and people cooking from from all over the world. But I think it would end up essentially being simple, and then we would just try to do our best take on that. Like maybe do the marinade of the chicken before the you know the frying it or whatever, whatever, you know, like try to do the best version of whatever that is. So I don't know. But yeah, that's exactly who I would have chosen. That's funny you said that. (laughs) (laughs) I hope the Obamas join you at this table very soon. I would love that. Well, thank you guys. This was so much fun. Congratulations on your your secret marriage and your garden and all that fun stuff. I guess it's not really a secret. But thanks for having us over. Thank you. Thank you. This has been so fun. Ryan Amon and his husband, Bryce Hudson, live, cook, and garden in St. Petersburg. Don't you want an invite to one of their dinners? (laughs) 
Well, we can dream. In the meantime, meet us back here next week when we'll conclude our Couples in the Kitchen series with a pair of foodie influencers. I'm Delia Colon. I produce The Zest with Andrew Lucas and Alexandria Ebron. The Zest is a production of WUSF, copyright 2024, part of the NPR Network.